With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make sure to go to TimCast.com. Click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do. And you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. The Biden impeachment inquiry has formally begun. And what does this mean? Okay, well, an impeachment inquiry basically means criminal investigation. It does not mean that Joe Biden has been impeached. Impeached would be more like an indictment. Of course, after the impeachment, you are looking for a conviction. But a lot of people don't understand the process. And so what we have now is a media meltdown. Boy, do they just lie about everything. Okay, so let's call out their lies. Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, man. Talk about a despicable guy. I know that uh, Dickie Barrett wants to be friends with them, has been friends with them for, for, for decades. But uh, uh, for those that don't know, Dickie Barrett was uh, 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 the announcer for Jimmy Kimmel's show and uh, refused to get the vaccine, was subsequently fired. There was an episode where Jimmy Kimmel said that unvaxxed people should not get medical treatment. It was, uh, I want to be fair, it, I don't know exactly what his quote was, but it was related to ivermectin. And he was like, people who don't want to get this and would go, go for that, you should just not treat them at all. And I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a horrifying thing to say. Let people die for being wrong. That's Jimmy Kimmel. Well, Jimmy Kimmel opens up his show the other day saying Republicans have launched an impeachment inquiry with no evidence and Republicans don't even know what they're impeaching him for. Um, my guy, an impeachment inquiry is like opening a criminal investigation. And criminal investigations can get opened for uh, very little evidence, if any at all. We're not talking about actually arresting and charging anybody or putting them on trial. We're talking about certain preponderances of evidence and issues of probable cause where we're like, looks like some criminal activity may have occurred. We should investigate. That's all. That's all. The first thing I want to say in this, I oppose the impeachment of Joe Biden. Republicans must stop. No, it's funny because in the past couple of years, we've been screaming, we got to impeach Joe Biden, convict him. It doesn't matter. Just get him out. He's corrupt. And there's a lot of evidence. 10% for the big guy, numerous whistleblowers, uh, being on the phone with his son's business dealings, uh, business partners of Hunter Biden saying that they called Joe Biden specifically for help in the Burisma scandal. Oh boy. That's all evidence, right? But you know, I'll play fair. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to have an inquiry, an investigation, compile the evidence that exists as of now and then determine whether or not it warrants indictment. After that, the Senate can choose to acquit him because that's likely what's going to happen. But the media, of course, is acting like the impeachment inquiry is actually an impeachment. That's that. That's what uh, this is the funny thing about Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, this guy is as dumb as a box of rocks. Uh, actually, that's unfair to rocks. Late night has questions about the Biden impeachment inquiry. Even Republicans don't don't seem to know what it's about, host said. You can't impeach someone for falling asleep during Wheel of Fortune. You see, if Joe Biden gets impeached, that's actually bad news for Trump because head to head, 
all the polls, even CNN show that Trump wins. And if they can get in someone like Newsom, it'll be harder for Donald Trump. Not saying that he's going to lose or anything like that. But this is the funny thing. Republicans don't seem to know what it is about. What does that mean? You always remember your first, he said, of Donald Trump and blah, blah, blah. I don't know how long it is. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll play it so we can make fun of Jimmy Kimmel here. Previously on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining us. Blah, blah, blah. Each year, and the word of the year for 2023 is hallucinate. Which is strange. I don't think I've used the, the chatbots attempt. You know, it's a... You know it's been a weird year when even the dictionary people are like, whatever, let's just do shrooms and be done with it. Ready to kill you if you screw it. They don't have a crime, but they do. Here. Like tells you all you need to know about the Republican Party, right? Now. No one seems to know exactly what they would be in today. Republicans in the House voted to open an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. They managed to get the votes they needed for this, even though no one seems to know exactly what they would be impeaching him for. Uh, I can tell you. So uh, while he was vice president, there were numerous business deals attached to his family for which evidence suggests Joe Biden was using his office to facilitate private private business deals under the names of his brother and his son. Thank you. Have a nice day. Oh, you want me to get more specific than that? How about flying his son on Air Force Two to China for private equity deals? Now, I know, I know. Heavens me. You may be saying, Tim, How are we going to impeach the sitting president for actions that he took while vice president with a term gap in between? Fair point. You see, the reason I bring up the vice presidential thing is because the questions remain about lingering political effects from the Burisma deals till now. And more importantly, if as a private citizen, Joe Biden was intervening in foreign business deals with foreign countries, the question remains right now. As it pertains to Ukraine, could it be that Joe Biden organized illicit business deals as VP, as a private citizen, and now as president is illegally, unconstitutionally using the weight of the U.S. government under his thumb to fulfill obligations he made outside of his role as the presidency? You see, when you have these business deals with Burisma, like Hunter Biden, why is he on the board of a Ukrainian energy company? And then all of a sudden, Joe Biden is dumping a hundred plus billion dollars into a war at a country that is not part of NATO, not part of the EU. You have to wonder why that is. Duh. Could it be that Joe Biden's investments are at risk? Now, of course, you you still may be saying, well, I, I, oh, OK. The question remains right now, considering that Joe Biden was involved and lied about the business dealings he was in, considering the classified documents Considering the weaponization of the DOJ, there are numerous things that should be investigated right now. I think the most important thing, and right off the top of my head, is very, very simple. Devin Archer claims Hunter Biden called Joe Biden and said, hey, man, the prosecutor is coming after us. We need help. While VP Joe Biden flies to Ukraine, says fire the prosecutor, not getting a billion dollars. Now, okay. Maybe we need to retroactively impeach Joe Biden for his actions as VP and then criminally charge him for that. I'd take it, too. I would absolutely take it. As of right now, there are numerous questions about the current dealings. So when people play this game where they're like, but he was VP when that happened, I'm like, yo, this is evidence of his business involvement in foreign countries, foreign business dealings. And we have Politico 
I love this one. Biden Inc. Over his decades in office, middle class Joe's family fortunes have closely tracked his political career. I have not actually pulled up the Republican statement of evidence just yet because I'm just giving you this off the top of my head. But let's let's hear more from uh, Mr. Kimmel. This headline tells you all you need to know about the Republican Party right now. House set to approve Biden impeachment inquiry as it hunts for an offense. <laughs> in other words, they don't have a crime, but they do have an investigation. It's like an episode of CSI, but if there was no C, just SI. It's just, <laughs> it's a scene investigation. But Speaker Mike Johnson, of all people, said it best. He weighed in on this subject. He apparently has a serious issue with impeachment for the sake of political retaliation. You can't impeach a president because you don't like him. That's not how this system works. I agree, except this is not an impeachment. It's an impeachment inquiry. And also, I don't want I don't want him to be impeached. So, you know, I we probably shouldn't do that. But OK, OK, you know, enough, enough. Let's talk about the evidence. United States Congressman Jake Letourneau from the 2nd District of Kansas. Oh, he's put together on his House.gov page the uh, interesting bits of evidence going back in September of 2023. He says, today, Congressman Jake Letourneau questioned witnesses and laid out overwhelming evidence showing President Biden's involvement in Hunter Biden's influence peddling schemes in foreign business dealings. What? For, for, for why would we have an impeachment inquiry? Um, we are criminally investigating a man who may be tied to illicit business dealings. Next question. Now, what's the evidence you say? Oh, heavens me. Um, here we go. The committee's investigation of the Biden family, including evidence turned over through various document uh, document productions, has shown that these men were all in business with Hunter Biden at, at one time or another. James Gilliard, Tony Bobulinski, and Rob Walker on separate occasions, along with other Hunter business partners, have confirmed what this email said. They were all getting a cut. Who else was getting cut? According to this email, 10% was going to the big guy. What I'm sure my colleagues on the other side are asking themselves is, who is the big guy? Well, let me tell you. We learned from the FBI's FD-1023 that Zlachevsky called Joe Biden the big guy. Tony Bobulinski corroborated Joe Biden is the big guy. Rob Walker, an IRS whistleblower, says Joe Biden is the big guy. And finally, the DOJ obstructed investigators in Delaware who wanted to look into it. You guessed it. Who wanted to look into, you guessed it, the big guy. Listen, folks, it is obvious Joe Biden is the big guy. And so what do we have here? We have the president saying that he had nothing to do with it, that Hunter Biden and no one in the family profited from China. And we have evidence here that the big guy was getting 10%. Now, let me just play this game for you, my friends. If Joe Biden as vice president is engaged in illicit activities, and it seems that's the case based on Biden Inc., based on the evidence released by the House Oversight Committee, when we get documents showing that Hunter Biden was paying his dad through his business, I don't care if they were a car for anything else. Joe Biden is on the phone calls for with 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 these individuals. Joe Biden is receiving cash from his son. It was only four grand. You know, none of that. None, none of that matters. Because all of this is just probable cause. The question now remains, if all of this is true, we need subpoena power to look into what Joe Biden is doing today. This is the fascinating thing. What we have here is. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
How would you go about a corruption scandal? Well, let's say you wanted to use the power of government to make a lot of money. Okay, a lot of people do. In Congress, it's called insider trading, but they're allowed to do that, apparently. But let's uh, let's talk about uh, presidential office. Now, if you were a, a, in the in the executive branch, you couldn't just go to someone and say, you give me a million dollars and we will push American foreign policy in your direction, right? You'd get caught. They'd be like, why is the secretary of state receiving a million dollar check from this person? Well, that doesn't add up. So what you do is you create a big nonprofit and the nonprofit takes in tons of donations beforehand. And then, then American foreign policy aligns with your interests. What was that? Did that happen during any administration? Hmm. I wonder, was there something like that in 2008 to 2016? Maybe, maybe there was a big nonprofit that was receiving millions of dollars overseas that was uh, uh, controlled by certain individuals in the government in powerful positions related to foreign policy, perhaps. How would you go about doing it in another way? I don't know. Here's an idea. You could make a bunch of promises as a private citizen, have your son facilitate all of these transactions, take a piece of it. And when you're getting money from foreign investments in Ukraine and China, you say, listen, we're going to be in government. Make the bet on us. Perhaps they even use the money to try and get elected. When you look at the foreign business dealings of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, while he was vice president, that could be impeachable retroactively as vice president, which could result in criminal charges. I don't think we go, we go that direction because right now it's hold on there a minute. If he was engaged in these illicit business dealings as VP, which we know about flying to Burisma at the behest of his son, then uh, stands to reason he may be fulfilling his debts now as president. Why are we at war in Ukraine? Give me an honest answer. Why are we at war in Ukraine? I, I want to I hear him say it. Ukraine is a poor country in Eastern Europe that is not a part of NATO, is not a part of the EU. Russia invades. Why is the US involved? I mean, you can, you can come up with a bunch of reasons. You know, that would be reasonable and say NATO wants to expand and, and secure as much territory as possible and put pressure on, on Russia's uh, western border and then eventually destroy them, blah, 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 whatever. Or it's simple. Ukraine made deals with Joe Biden. Joe Biden has family investments in the country. They do, likely with Burisma. And Joe Biden knows the money that he has in the federal coffers is not unlimited. But the money that comes from his personal investments through his son in Burisma, that's at jeopardy. So here's how it works. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, they're like, listen, okay, if we pull this off, it could be worth $50 million. Okay, so this means Ukraine must be stabilized. Joe Biden then says, please, please, we have to go fight for a country thousands of miles away that no one knows about, no one cares about, has nothing to do with Europe, NATO or any of these countries. We have to spend all of our money. Huh? It would seem to me that Joe Biden is looting federal coffers to try and protect his family investments. How's that for warranting an impeachment inquiry? And in this criminal investigation, it may come to be that as president, we don't really have much to go on. OK, that's the point of an investigation. If you have a mobster who is selling favors, then gets a job as mayor, you might be like, I think we should investigate if this guy has ties to the underworld and is doing illicit shady business dealings as he's been accused of currently. But of course, 
the media machine, the Democrats all keep saying, despite lack of evidence, I'll keep it real simple for you guys. What evidence do you need to launch an investigation to find evidence? This is the stupidest component of the argument made. But you know what? It works on people who don't pay attention. They say they're launching an impeachment inquiry, but there's no evidence. Well, it's not an impeachment. Right. Think about what they impeached Donald Trump over. A whistleblower came forward and said Donald Trump called Ukraine. And that was it. That's not even evidence. And they impeached him outright. That wasn't even evidence. What was the inquiry there? See, Republicans, man, they're like, we're going to do this by the buck. We're going to do the inquiry and then the impeachment. Oh, mercy me. If it was the Democrats, they just say impeach and they just use whatever they had. Donald Trump made a phone call to Ukraine. And they say, oh, he did all these things, blah, 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 blah. Donald Trump was investigating. Joe Biden engaged in foreign business dealings illicitly. The narrative now, based on testimony from Hunter Biden's business partners, is that a prosecutor in Ukraine, Viktor Shokin, was investigating Burisma, an energy company for which Hunter Biden was on the board. Devin Archer says he was selling the brand. We got access to Joe Biden, but they didn't actually do it. However, following this investigation, Hunter Biden and his partners contacted D.C. and said, we need help. Shortly after, Joe Biden flies to Ukraine and says, if you want a billion dollars from the U.S., you have to fire a prosecutor. As an aside, the prosecutor was investigating a company his son was on the board of. But the argument, I suppose, from the left is, but he didn't get the prosecutor fired for that reason. It's because the prosecutor was corrupt. Like, sure, either way conflict of interest. For this conflict of interest, you now get an impeachment inquiry. Thank you. Have a nice day. And that's the game they play. They play it over and over again. No matter how much evidence stacks up, Biden on speakerphone in son's calls, Devin Archer tells Congress. So this is why you need an inquiry. I'll give you the simplest version. Let's forget about the Burisma stuff. Let's forget about everything else and just say, Joe Biden was not the president. But when Hunter Biden was cutting these deals while Joe Joe Biden was VP and while as a private citizen, Joe Biden was on the phone. He was receiving money. To this day, Joe Biden has taken actions in relation to countries where he has received massive investments. I think that warrants an inquiry. We're not impeaching Joe Biden right now. We're looking into these claims from witnesses that Joe Biden was involved in this. That's all. That's it. Yet what they want to make you think They want you to believe it is a straight up impeachment. Let's roll, baby. I got to be honest, though. I actually just don't think we should be impeaching Joe Biden at all. And I know people are going to say you flip flopped, Uh, dude. Listen, man, maybe a couple of years ago, we were like, get him out because we had a couple of years to go. Now we're a year away, less than a year from an election. We have this new swing state polling is brutal for Biden. In Georgia, Trump is winning. In Pennsylvania, Trump is winning. In Michigan, Trump is winning. In Wisconsin, Trump is winning. In Nevada, Trump is winning. In Arizona, Trump is winning. In North Carolina, Trump is winning. So uh, in all of these states, Trump versus Biden, Trump wins. The last thing we want to do is impeach and remove Joe Biden. No, 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 no. Let him stay. Let him stay. Let the American people decide. And I'll say it again. It may have been, you know, a year or two ago, we want Joe Biden out as soon as possible. I don't care if it's Kamala or anybody else. This dude's nuts. But now we've we've lived through three years of this. And we're like, look, we're almost on the other side. Let 
people choose by vote to get rid of Joe Biden at this point? I say, okay. Currently, in the general election, Donald Trump is up 2.3 points. Over at 538, Donald Trump has the lead across the board. But here's what's important. In polling from CNN, Donald Trump is winning. And when you look at head to head with no one else in the race, Trump v. Biden, Trump wins by five points. Now, they also show that Nikki Haley wins by six points, but it's only because Biden gets goes down more, meaning there are certain Democrats who are like, I ain't voting at all. Or I, it, it would likely be that some Democrats would vote for Haley and many Republicans wouldn't vote for Haley. So creates that number. If DeSantis goes head dead with Biden, DeSantis loses. And here's my favorite. If you include RFK Jr. and Cornell West, Trump wins by eight points. So why do we want to get rid of Joe Biden again? I say, I don't know what more can be done. Impeaching him probably won't even lead to conviction at this point. However, the inquiry can lead to more damaging information, which costs the Democrats come November, and they wouldn't vote to impeach him anyway. It is just an inquiry. But the process has begun. And in the meantime, Hunter Biden's in trouble. Oh, wrong article. Do I actually have the Hunter Biden one pulled up? Uh, I don't think I do. Wait, wait, do I have this somewhere? There we go. There it is. GOP investigators say they will initiate contempt proceedings after Hunter Biden flouts subpoena for closed door testimony. That's right. You see, when they try to bring in Hunter Biden and say, we want to talk to you about this, there's an impeachment inquiry. It's now been voted on. Hunter refuses. There's a video Benny Johnson posted. Joe Biden is asked if someone defies a congressional subpoena, should they be, should they go to jail? Should they be charged? Blah, blah. Joe Biden says yes. Well, all right. Time to lock up his son. Hunter Biden was supposed to testify. He refused. They are saying they will now initiate contempt proceedings. This will likely result in his arrest, just like Steve Bannon. I think the reason why he's refusing to testify is because there is current evidence of criminal activity that Joe Biden is involved in. And if he testified under oath, he would be putting him. Let me just put it this way. I was reading this thing. They said that if you ever pulled over for a DUI, don't comply in any way. No, don't let them breathalyze you. Don't do a field sobriety test. Just say no. Absolutely refuse and obstruct as long as you can. Then they will arrest you and they will bring you to the police station. By then, they say your your blood alcohol content goes down. Then if you're forced to blow at the station, you will likely be better off. Now, I have a simple answer for you. Never drink and drive. But the legal advice given to many people is you will you'll probably get in trouble for refusing field sobriety. You'll probably get arrested on suspicion, but they can't prove you're actually drunk. This is the game that Hunter Biden is playing. You will get in trouble for refusing to comply with a subpoena, but they will not be able to draw out more evidence. If Hunter Biden were to testify under oath and lie, he's in more trouble. If he were to testify under oath and tell the truth, oh yeah, his family's in trouble. So the best course of action right now is to, to make some claim about, oh, hey, I, I refuse. The same can be said for Bannon when Bannon refused to comply. But Bannon actually has an argument, executive privilege. They're trying to investigate Steve Bannon, but these are issues related to his work in the White House with Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has executive privilege. And that's the argument that he made. That's a fair argument. Hunter Biden is just like, oh, I want an open door testimony, not a closed door. I'm not going to do this. It's political. Okay, I guess. Contempt it is. But that's the game. 
you're better off just getting a contempt charge than actually exposing serious criminal activity. We'll see where it all goes. But I'm going to say it again, my friends. I don't think we should be impeaching. Let them ride. Let them ride. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Last night, Vivek Ramaswamy appeared on CNN for a town hall. And boy, did we get a magic moment. Vivek Ramaswamy calls out January 6th. He calls out the Whitmer kidnapping plot and CNN loses their minds. Abby Phillips repeatedly tries interrupting Vivek Ramaswamy after he's asked a question. And I love this. The media reports that Vivek was interrupting her. It's a town hall. Vivek is supposed to be the one speaking. This woman would not let Vivek share the truth on their platform. Well, I got to tell you, Vivek, January 6th does not look like an inside job, as he stated. It was an inside job. This is a fact. And I have to make sure I, I, I give it. Get the, I got to give the context to all of you because so many of these people in media keep lying, saying it wasn't. Vivek Ramaswamy says January 6th looks, 6 looks like an inside job. And Abby Phillips says, what's your evidence that the government was involved in planning and orchestrating? And whoa, 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 whoa. Moving the goalposts much? Ain't nobody said that right now. I know some people have claimed it. That's not what I said. You see how they try to manipulate. This is how the fact check game works. I can say something like Donald Trump does a backflip. And then Snopes and these other fact checkers will say, did Donald Trump actually do a backflip as Tim Pool claims dot 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 on Saturday morning? False. And at the bottom of the page, after explaining everything about how he didn't actually do a backflip, it'll say, well, he did do a backflip on Monday morning. It wasn't over the weekend. That's how they play the game. So when you have video of police taking selfies with protesters, of police opening gates, of police opening doors, when you have stories in the corporate press of judges saying, yup, the cops opened the doors and let them in. My friends, inside job. Now, of course, the argument CNN is using, they play dirty games. They use words to manipulate. Yeah, well, I don't know how else they would do it, but they use selective words like rioter instead of protester interchangeably. So you don't actually know to what they're referring. If I was going to say January 6th was an inside job, quite simply, it's if you have a thousand bank employees and two of them open the doors to let in the bank robbers and then pose for pictures, that's called an inside job. Elements within the, the, the victim building within the, uh, the target building, worked alongside those perpetrating the crime. For many of these people who walked into the Capitol building on January 6th, there was no riot. They were just rally goers. They weren't even protesters. And therein lies the issue. When many of these people are being charged in the exact same way as those who did fight cops, and the media will use J J6er interchangeably with those who are rioting and those weren't, but then when it comes to this story, they'll use Ryder to specifically refer to only those who are fighting in the front. They're doing that so that they don't have to admit factually 
Many of the individuals who walked in the building were let in by police. But here's the story. Mediaite says Ramaswamy repeatedly interrupts Abby Phillips while standing by claim January 6th was an inside job during CNN town hall. Oh, boy. And we got a bunch of them. We got the New York Times. Ramaswamy pushes fringe idea about January 6th at town hall in Iowa. And then, of course, everybody's favorite, the Huffington Post. Vivek Ramaswamy doubles down on January 6th conspiracy theories. Okay. Well, how about I play for the video and you can hear from Vivek himself. Before we do, my friends, head over to thebestsongever.com. Link is in the the description below and pre-order together again. This is a cover of a song by Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles, a.k.a. Smokey Mike and the God King. They made their song as an F.U. to the music industry after they offered 100 times the rate, $150,000 to play one song. But But the industry wouldn't let them. Why? Probably political reasons. For us, we put out music and people in the industry told us to F ourselves. Songs weren't even political. So you know what I said? Let's make a song that is going to mock the music industry. That's the whole point. Nothing in it. it, The the song itself is not political. It's just a cover of the Daily Wire. And we are going to get this on billboard. We are going to chart and we are going to laugh in their faces as, well, ideally, if this song were to hit the Hot 100, which I don't know, that's a big, that's a tall order. And they are trying to keep us off. They would be forced to write about it. But here's the best part. Go to thebestsongever.com. Pre-order the song coming out on Friday, tomorrow. Actually, I think tonight at midnight, which is tomorrow. Pre-order the song. And you'll receive a 35% off code for Cast Brew Coffee that is good for two weeks and good for all subscriptions. Let me stress this. The song costs 69 cents. You buy the song. You take that unique code you get. You go to castbrew.com. You can subscribe to our monthly coffee club at 35% off indefinitely. You got, you got this one week to do it. But again, I will stress. That means if you just buy coffee right now at castbrew.com, you're supporting the show and our work, you'll get 35% off if you bought the song. But if you subscribe and join the coffee club, that 35% will be for you forever. And it's a great cross promotion, but uh, go to thebestsongever.com, help us out. Let's, uh, let's jump to the news. Let, let, let's, let's first, you know, maybe I should just pull up uh, Vivek's video. Vivek Ramaswamy tweets, too bad for CNN will take the truth on January 6th mainstream. There is clear evidence that there was at very least entrapment of peaceful protesters similar to the fake Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot and countless other cases. The FBI won't admit how many undercover officers were in the field on January 6th. Capitol Police on one hand fired rubber bullets and explosives into a peaceful crowd who they then willingly later allowed to to enter the Capitol. That doesn't add up and the actual evidence turns the prior narrative upside down. If the deep state is willing to manufacture an insurrection to take down its political opponents, they can do anything. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Here's the uh, here's the video clip of Vivek. And we can uh, I'll, I'll break down a bit of what he says and I'll clarify. I don't completely agree with his framing. And I think there's a better way to put it. When Vivek says that there may have been feds and the police fired into the crowd inciting the crowd, that's not the same as an inside job. You can make the argument that, well, it, when asked, the government said, we can't tell you how many people were there. So it sounds like there were, because otherwise it should be like, none. Next question. Why would they even bother entertaining the possibility they were there? Silly. But these are all speculative. You can argue that they fired rubber bullets and threw explosives into a peaceful crowd. The video footage proves this. You can argue that incited, but it doesn't prove an inside job. Vivek, 
There is actually one simple thing that does prove an inside job, and it is that police opened the doors and let them in, which you do bring up. Are you concerned that a convicted felon like that is now promoting your comments in court? So here's my concern, Abby, and I want to tell you guys where I'm at. If you had told me it's close to three years ago that January 6, 2021 happened, if you had told me three years ago, back when I was a biotech CEO, not steeped in this world, I was just consuming passive media, but was focused on my world of developing medicines. If you had told me that January 6 was in any way an inside job, the subject of government entrapment, I would have told you that was crazy talk. Fringe conspiracy theory nonsense. I can tell you now, having gone somewhat deep in this, it's not. I mean, the reality is this. We do have a government, first of all, we have to acknowledge that has lied to us systematically over the last several years about the origin of COVID-19, about the Hunter Biden laptop that we were told was false by 51 CIA experts and otherwise before we now know that it was true. You can go straight down the list, the Trump-Russia disinformation collusion hoax, all of it. Now we come to January 6th. The reality is we know that there were federal law enforcement agents in that field. We don't know how many. I think it's Mr. a shame. If, if I may finish just answering well, this, let me this, just, is, this is I, really I'm gonna, important. I'm- Abby Phillips interrupts Vivek as he's giving his town hall answer. Shout out to our good friends over at Mediaite who says Ramaswamy interrupted her. Huh? He was in the middle of making a point and she would not let him. I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you here because because I she even says I'm going to interrupt you. You're saying that there were federal this is, agents. This is important to talk about. You are saying there were federal agents in the crowd on, on, yes. on January 6th. Yep. There is no evidence that there were federal agents in the crowd on January so, 6th. So why before Congress, when pressed on what the number was, they didn't say there were none. They just couldn't so say how many there were. So you're saying that there's no, that you have not seen evi- any evidence so that we've there seen were. Multiple, and so we've seen multiple informants suggesting that there were. We know people were, we know people were FBI informants who were asked to Is there this. any evidence? May I, may I, may I just, may I just there, finish let me, this and well, you me, can come back and question me, Well, let me clarify. I know it's very uncomfortable for you. I'm going to clarify. You know what I think it is? I bet that Abby Phillips has a producer in her ear saying, stop him, stop him, stop him. Don't let him say it. Don't let him say it. Oh, no. No one's got an earpiece in my head telling me what to say. Heavens, what do we do when Tim Pool is exposing the uh oh from The New York Times in Proud Boys January 6 sedition trial? FBI informants abound. Oh, Vivek was right about that. We know that there were FBI informants all over the place. The question is, how many individuals there were actual FBI agents? When asked, they said, we cannot give you that number. Okay, well, I do think I'll I'll, I'll push back a little bit on Vivek. But of course, Abby Phillips is is going off the deep end here. I'd say to Vivek, I think there is reason to believe federal law enforcement was on the ground. It would be absurd not to think that. You mean to tell me I, Tim Poole, seven months before this happened, made a video. And this is this is true. Where I said, yo, these Oath Keepers and Proud Boys, 3%ers or whatever, they're going to like in November rush to the White House and like try and storm in the building or something. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
And for this media matter says Tim Pool had foreknowledge. I love it. When I make bad predictions, and I do often, they're like, haha, Tim Pool's wrong. When I make close predictions, they're like, he must have known. Well, I was wrong. Nobody stormed the White House in November, but come January 6th, you got something kind of like that. Now, you mean to tell me that a dude who sits here and complains on the internet, reading the AP in the New York Times, figured this out and the feds did not? Spare me the BS. Of course, federal law enforcement knew what was going on. And of course, plainclothes cops were there. Yo, I have been to protests with 30 people marching down the street and they have law enforcement undercover. You mean to tell me in D.C., where it's all feds, not a single cop, not a single plainclothes cop, when 250,000 people are descending on the city? Lies. And that is CNN's garbage. Clarify my I know this is an uncomfortable issue for many people, but you, we have to do the truth here. I'm going to clarify my question because I want to make sure that you understand oh, what I'm asking. Oh, I, I understand this deeply. And I told you, I was where with you three years the, ago. I'm where not is there now. Where is the evidence? Yes. Where is the evidence that the government had a plot, so an inside I, job, but no, 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 I'm going to inside job is because I'm not going to, I'm not violent on January 6th. Where not, the government had a plot. Um, well, okay. I, I think I can, I can try this one, Abby Phillips and CNN. How about... January 6th footage shows Capitol cops escorting QAnon shaman to Senate floor. Whoa, (laughs) wait a minute. You mean the dude that they paraded around and made him the like mascot of January 6th was actually escorted into the building. Well, hold on there a minute. They escorted him in. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the police escorted this man. It's almost like the whole thing was staged. But I tell you this, if the Capitol police who are federal allowed this man in and not only allowed him in, but actually escorted him to the Senate chambers. That would be an inside job. So where is your evidence of a government plot? Let me try this again. How about police escorted the January 6th shaman to the Senate floor? Next question, (laughs) because if the police did not do that intentionally, what were they doing? Are you really going to make the argument that the Somebody was like nine officers that were standing around and there were, I think, two or three that were escorting him. All those officers are just like, I have no idea what's going on. We have no plan here whatsoever. There's a strange man in a shaman costume. Let's bring him to the Senate floor for no reason. Do you think the QAnon shaman walked in and said, pardon me, ma'am, I'd like to go to the Senate chambers? Or do you think the police were like, follow us? Which one makes more sense? But at any rate, none of that matters because we're not talking about definitive proof. We're talking about evidence of a government plot. I would say that police escorting the shaman guy to the Senate floor and then having photos taken of him that are paraded all through the media indicates evidence of a government plot. Now, for all of those in the media who will try to lie, as they often do, I did not say proof positive or beyond a reasonable doubt. I said evidence. Let's break this one down, as I've done in the past. But for those who didn't hear it, here we go. A man works at a liquor store. One day, people find that he was shot and killed. Someone shot him with a 357 Magnum. Horrible. Horrible. Well, a witness is interviewed and they said, I, all I heard was shouting and then a bang. But I'll tell you this. Last week, I saw old man Fitzgerald who lives down the street yelling at that guy. Evidence. Is it proof of anything? No, it's evidence. It is information or materials suggesting a possible outcome. So they then say, let us go track down this Mr. Fitzgerald. Did I say Fitzgerald? They go to his house and 
What did they find? 357 Magnum shell casings on his porch, matching that of the gun that was fired to kill the man at the liquor store. They collect them, put them in a bag, use this evidence to get a warrant for the man's home and search it. And lo, they find that's right. A Winchester repeater 357 Magnum rifle. Whoa. Well, hold on there a minute. Hold on there a minute. After we used this evidence, probable cause, et cetera, and went to a judge and then asked them, hey, look, a block away, we find the same shell casings. They search the guy's house and find a weapon. Once again, evidence. The man had motive. The man had a possible murder weapon. But lo, lo and behold, crime scene investigators determined that the weapon that was fired was, in fact, not a rifle for a variety of reasons. Well, we don't know for sure. But then old man Fitzgerald shows up. In fact, he had a plane ticket last week to go to Cancun, and he had been away for the entire week where this happened. So who could have done it? We don't know. We can tell you this. The evidence collected turned out not to be proof of anything being done wrong. And this is what they don't explain to you in the media when they say there's no evidence of Joe Biden committing crimes. There's tons of evidence. Is it proof? Well, that'll be for a jury to decide. Does it prove it beyond a reasonable doubt? Evidence information to suggest there may be uh, evidence can mean a lot of things, right? You form a hypothesis and a scientific experiment. You collect your evidence and lo, the evidence you believed led to one conclusion actually doesn't. This is the game they're playing. So let me just make sure it's clear for all of them. Police opening doors. Here's from Business Insider the day after January 6. Officers calmly posed for selfies and appeared to open gates for protesters during the madness of the Capitol building insurrection. Here's Snopes. Did U.S. Capitol Police officer take a selfie with a rioter? True. Huh. Now, of course, by all means, there are explanations for this. An explanation could be that the police being overwhelmed decided to give up and that they weren't going to be able to win a fight and to avoid injury. They simply opened the doors and backed off. It's a fair argument. The only problem is <clears throat> there is at least one guy I think two who were acquitted because the judge said clearly you can see on video the police officers waving them in. Uh Oh, well, now what is that evidence of a government plot? It is. Is it proof of a government plot? Well, I don't know if it's proof, but I certainly believe there's enough evidence here to warrant an investigation. And I believe we deserve answers as to how many federal agents were there on January 6th. Because let me stress, you have one of two options. Your first option is that despite the fact everyone knew this rally was happening, despite the fact that even Jamie Raskin, a Democrat, showed videos of numerous people saying this is going to get crazy. Despite all of that, the police decided not to have any plainclothes officers. You expect me to believe that? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And they're federal agents. I'm not going to let you put words in my that. mouth. I'm going to put my words in my mouth. And I'm going to tell you what, what I mean by that. Where is the evidence that the government was involved Entrapment. in planning or executing okay. January 6th? Planning or executing January 6th. Uh, I'd like to try this again. Um, ma'am, the police escorted the shaman in. Thank you. Have a nice day. They used the photos of the shaman far and wide to, make the, to, to show the shocking and egregious nature of what happened. Okay, well, uh, video shows that he was escorted to that. So... Yeah, the the, the f- federal agents did that. Like all of the cops in D.C. work for the federal government. So thank you. Next question. Did I say proof? No, th- there's your evidence. 
Thank you. Next question. It looks like an inside job. Now, the fact remains, it was an inside job simply because if one officer fanned them in and there's video of it, then you had an inside job. If a single cop pressed the the button to to open the maglock doors, we know that some of the doors were maglocked. Ain't no human opening a maglock door like that. Maybe break the door down or something. We know someone pressed the button to open it. We don't know who did. But I believe all of this is evidence that there it was an inside job. Cops let them in. Thank you and have a nice day. So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you hard facts. And, and if I may, Abby, I know this is going to be a little uncomfortable, but we're going to we're, we're going to go through this and you can and you can you can push Just back on it. The after evidence. That. And you can push back on that. And let's do this fairly. Why did they suppress footage of now what's been released? 200 hours of footage of shooting rubber bullets into that crowd, shooting tear gas into that crowd. You didn't see that before. You saw what the response was to that. Uh, now you see footage Ms. coming out of actually rolling out the red carpet for Capitol Mr. Police allowing people in. Again, right through the front the vast door. majority I mean, of that footage. All right, you know what? Here we go. I got to just send this to Vivek, okay? I, I, can I just, I'm going to text the guy. I want to text him. You got to give me this. I'm going to give you the story from NPR. The next time, Vivek, you are standing before the mainstream media and they're criticizing you, Simply mention this from NPR. U.S. District Judge Trevor McFadden issued the verdict from the bench after hearing testimony without a jury in the case of Matthew Martin. McFadden, who is nominated by, by, by Trump, acquitted Martin of all four counts. Really? McFadden said that it was reasonable for Martin to believe that outnumbered police officers allowed him and others to enter the Capitol through the rotunda doors on January 6th. The judge also said Martin's actions were about as minimal and non-serious as anyone who was at the Capitol that day. The judge said it was reasonable to believe that the police allowed them in. That's it. So when they say, what's your evidence that the government was involved? Be like, first thing I'd say is, well, if you're asking for definitive proof of like a letter written by, I don't know, Joe Biden claiming they'd do it. Well, good luck with that. But if you're talking about evidence, which should warrant an investigation. How about a judge ruling in the case of Matthew Martin saying it was reasonable to believe the police had allowed them in the building? How about the footage released of the Capitol Police officers escorting the January 6th shaman to the Senate floor? Thank you and have a nice day. I'm going to say it over and over again. Evidence should have been released shows, before, Abby. Mr. Ramaswamy, the vast majority of the before. footage shows and my police officers being overrun by violent really rioters. That's yeah, I'm going to give you hard, I'm give you some hard facts. Of it shows. So what, here's what entrapment you can't is. Cherry pick. Here's, I'm not cherry picking. You if cannot, I may finish, Abby. Cannot if I may finish, Abby. I'm not cherry picking. Examples. To, to the contrary. To the country. You know who cherry picked? You know who cherry picked? The government That is what happened The government cherry picked 12 hours of footage when there was 200 hours of footage. Cherry picking was the government, not me. Release so, the whole thing. And let me let me just finish one thing, too, because this is super important as a topic. So when you, I when, think this is a civil libertarian issue of our time. When we Gresham talking, Whitmer's kidnapping. I want to keep it. I want to be really clear on this because it's the same issue in the same FBI, same even part of the FBI. Three people who were in an alleged plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer were acquitted at the end of trial because it was entrapment. That is government agents put them up to do something they otherwise wouldn't have done. They gave them credit cards with spending limits of up to $5,000, encourage them to buy munitions, plan something they weren't otherwise willing to plan. So much so, and I want people at home to know this, especially CNN viewers to know this, is that one of the jurors went to those defendants and apologized afterwards, gave him a hug, apologized, seeing what the government had put a poor guy up to 
who had to go to some Mexican restaurant across the street to get hot water. These people were exploited with credit cards up to $5,000, FBI agents putting them up to a kidnapping plot that we were told was true but was entrapment. 14, Same thing with the Capitol Police, people Mr. letting them in freely. Many of those people Mr. then Mr. being charged. Look, the government cannot I, put you up I to do something and then Mr. charge you for it. The government cannot put you up to do something and then charge for it. Police officers opening the door, then having you arrested later. It's the Capitol Police doing it. Let's make this real simple. The Capitol Police opened the door and escorted people inside. Not everybody. Some people were violent. Those, those people should be criminally charged. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But of the people who walked inside befuddled as Capitol Police allowed them in, you can't allow someone in and then go and arrest them as the Capitol Police are doing and the, and the FBI. Here's what CNN has to say. Fact checking Vivek Ramaswamy. Okay. They say... Ramaswamy's claim that rioters were invited to the Capitol is false. About 140 police officers were assaulted while trying to stop the mob from breaching the Capitol. There were hours long battles between police and rioters near some entrances. CNN obtained footage from police body worn cameras showing how dozens of officers engage in hand to hand combat. You see what they're doing. They say there were plenty of instances where rioters waltzed into the Capitol without a fight, but only after they had stormed past the barricade and lie, 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 lie. I already pointed out NPR's reporting. The judge said it was reasonable to believe that they were actually allowed in. You cannot call a guy walking down the street who walks up a path with no barricades through open doors with waving and smiling police. You can't call that person a rioter. OK, there were hundreds of thousands of people there that day. This is the game they're playing. They say in, in July, Ray told Congress the notion that somehow the violence of the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by, the FBI, orchestrated by the FBI. Sources or agents is ludicrous and a disservice to our brave, hardworking, dedicated men and women. Okay, well, that's not what I'm, I'm not arguing that. I'm saying that there were agents there and we want to know how many. Of course there were. It'd be absurd not to think so. I think I made my point clear. And I think Vivek's point is clear. The meltdown CNN displayed when he began speaking about this is beautiful. And I'll tell you what I think Vivek's plan is. That. A lot of people are like, he's not going to be the president. You know, so what's he doing? He doesn't want to be VP. Vivek masterfully earned his way onto mainstream media debate stages and then spoke the truth. Tremendous win. It's going to do well for him in the future. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. You know, everybody's always making this joke about the Alex Jones was right jar. And you know what? I'm feeling I'm feeling left out. Where's the Tim Pool was right jar, right? I get Media Matters insulting me, claiming I have foreknowledge of January 6th because I accurately predicted things based on reading the news. But they all just either say I get my predictions wrong, which I do, or I must have advanced knowledge. OK, well, in that case, I must be a Fed because, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Steve Baker, a journalist and Blaze TV contributor, has just tweeted. My attorney has just been notified by the FBI that I am going to be charged by the Justice Department for my journalistic efforts on January 6th. I have to self-surrender on Tuesday. Charges are yet unknown. 
Stay tuned for more information to follow this afternoon. So, um, you know, I said they'd go after journalists. I said they would go after anyone who was an enemy of the machine. And for a while, you know, a lot of people kept saying I was crazy. I was wrong. Calm down. It's not getting that bad. But it, it, it seems like every time I say X equal, you know, X plus Y equals Z, A plus B equals C, people are like, no, that's not going to happen. And I've been talking about civil war for some time now, several years. Tell me where we are. Tell me where we are when a Blaze TV contributor unequivocally, completely, completely unambiguously a journalist. This is Steve Baker, Blaze Media contributor, appearing on Blaze TV, a journalist. He's got footage from January 6th, now saying he will be criminally charged. It's not just that I take his word for it. It's that Real Clear Investigations has covered the story more than once. Investigative issues. In independent journalist receives January 6th uh, grand jury subpoena. It's not the first time he has been uh, forced to hand over information. Now, according to Baker, he says he didn't parade. He didn't do anything. He's filming. Doesn't matter. Now, I'm not going to name anybody else, but I will say this. Those who have been following the story, and I'll do this for privacy reasons, know that there are a couple other journalists who were uh, 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 on the grounds of the Capitol or in the building. Owen Schroyer got out of jail recently. He did not even enter the building. He was part of a permitted rally. They still locked him up. They argued his speech was too egregious. You now have a man who is unambiguously acting as a journalist. I mean, he's not some young guy screaming. He looks like a, I got a, no offense, Steve, but you look like a glasses wearing stodgy journalist. Here we go. There were other people who were reporting from the scene who were called rioters. There were other people who were a bit more, uh, let's just say, rambunctious in their efforts during January 6th. There are individuals that I would say absolutely were acting in the capacity as media personalities working for large corporations, but were a little bit overzealous. Yeah, they're coming for all of you. They're coming for all of you. Enrique Tarrio was not even in D.C. on January 6th. They gave him 20 years. You think next year is going to be a cakewalk? You think it's going to be nothing? More to come. Richie McGinnis was there. I believe he may have been. I'm not sure who he was working for at the time. It might have been the Daily Caller. He says, pour one out for Steve and for America's freedom of the press. Here's a picture of Richie McGinnis with Steve. Richie is also unambiguously a journalist. In fact, Richie was reporting from Kenosha. And uh, part of the riot squad, we call them, been on the show several times, along with several of the journalists. And he rendered aid to the man who was shot by Kyle Rittenhouse. This man is unambiguously, knows no question, Richie's a journalist. Richie knows Steve Baker and vouches for him. Richie says, three months ago, Steve and I had a beer at Irish Times near the Capitol. I told him there's no way that the Justice Department would be so partisan as to target someone clearly acting within their role as a journalist during a critical moment in American history. That was wrong. Why? Why are they going after him? He's a Blaze contributor. They are going after opposition media. They will go after more than just him. I hope you are prepared for what that means. Now, according to this tweet from Brianna Morello, she says, journalist Steve Baker has evidence that the DOJ allowed two Capitol police officers to lie on the stand during the Oath Keepers trial. What's their response? 
The DOJ files criminal charges against Steve Baker. Are you paying attention now, America? I ask you, my friends, when I say civil war, what do you think? There are some individuals who have fled the country. It's crazy, right? Glenn Greenwald famously left a long time ago to Brazil. And uh, the belief is, I don't want to speak on his behalf, but come on, the U.S. government is not going to allow this kind of reporting. I don't know if Glenn is is back. I think he's still in, in, in Brazil. Yeah, I think I know where this is going. And I hope you are all prepared for how far it does go. I would not be surprised if in the next few months, Alex Jones himself is criminally charged. The only reason I would believe that they won't charge Alex is because that would be a very big splash and they want to minimize the splash. But here you have a journalist. Why are they going after him? Because this man doesn't have the largest following. And so they start from the bottom. Everyone they go after is going to be someone you've never heard of who has no means to contact the press or get any attention. I've, I've told the story before. I met someone, a woman. She said that it was an hour or so after the riots. She had been leaving the Trump speech. They walk towards the Capitol. And what do they see? Nothing. No fences, no, no locked doors. They see clear sidewalks, people milling about. They walk up, not knowing anything about what's going on. There are the police opening the door and saying, come on in. They walk in the building, look around and say, I don't know what's going on. They say, I don't know. So they leave. Several months later, they're criminally charged for obstructing an official proceeding. They're called J6 rioters. They are now facing 18 months in prison. That's their story. No warnings, no intent. Doesn't matter. We are in. We're in a new kind of civil war. We are in it. You can't tell me that we're not. This is a journalist and a contributor for Blaze. In what world does a guy who's clearly a journalist go to jail for filming a major event? I've been at many protests and many riots filming. And uh, I was in D.C. on January 20th, 2017. Many people in Black Bloc were rioting, setting fires, smashing things. As a journalist, you know, you're on the ground. I think I was wearing something like this, to be honest. And I'm filming. And uh, I see these people are fighting with cops. They all start running. The police form a line. So what do I do? In the middle of the street, it's like, you know, here's the street. Here's the line forming of cops. Luke Rudkowski is also with me. He runs past the cops to the other side of the street, keeps filming. I decide I'm not going to run full speed at a police line. So I walk left to the side of a building. The police then wrap all the way around this side of the building and push all of us, all the protesters, all the rioters and me into this confined space. And I'm like, well, there it is. Should have actually just ran through, I guess. So I stand off to the back right portion where I see a a camera operator for a local news outlet and a young Asian woman. I'm like, clearly they're journalists. And they're talking to the police saying, we're press, we're press. And the cop says nothing. So I say the same thing. I was like, just want to let you guys know I'm a journalist. I'm I'm press. I pull out my press card. I had several, by the way, past and current. So here we are, journalists, confined with rioters. I ask for the supervisor. And one of the cops, they don't respond. But he's, he, he fans over and he says, we need a supervisor. Lieutenant Washington was his name. Probably about six foot two, six three, tall black man. 
walks over and says, what can I do for you? I said, just want to let you know I'm a journalist. And he goes, doesn't matter. You're under arrest. And I was like, totally fine. I'm just letting you know. That's it. He says, okay. He walks away. Eventually, you know, I'm, I'm, I see the people in the crowd. They're all screaming and yelling at the cops. The cops are holding the line. Eventually, the woman to my right, the Asian woman, makes a phone call. And uh, all of a sudden, I see that supervisor walking back over. That's right. The news station called and said, our field reporter and camera operator are being held by your police officers. They are not protesters. And so me, not being an idiot, he walks over and he was like, who's the journalist? And he points to the, to the woman and the guy. You come here. And then I wave to him. And then he looks at me and he goes, you have your press card? I was like, I do. And he goes, show it to me. He pulls me out. I show my wallet, my press cards. And he goes, all right, walk that way. I say, thank you, officer. I leave. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As a journalist wearing a beanie and I was wearing a button up, I think I had a, a hoodie on. I took it off and uh, uh, calmly and uh, um, reasonably just said, all I got to do is let you know, I'm, uh, if I get arrested, I get arrested. I was told I was arrested twice, but I was not processed. I was released and I was free to go. Why? I was a journalist. The other, several other reporters were all also released. I was covered in tear gas. The police officers, these were, these were Metro Police, D.C., these are federal, uh, recognized that I was press and told me I was free to go. Despite the fact that I was with this huge crowd of people that were smashing and burning things and all that other awful stuff. I had a press card. As it didn't matter. You're a journalist. Have a nice day. Oh boy, how times have changed. Several other journalists got arrested that day. I'll tell you exactly why. They got on Twitter and they were so pissed off. Well, they got arrested because they were screaming at the top of their lungs at cops. I'm a journalist, you mother. How dare you? I got away from those people, stood next to the guy with the big camera and just said, I am a journalist. <laughs> and I had a bunch of uh, identification on me. Not the first time. I was in St. Louis. Protesters blocked a highway. Federal. The police came and started just charging everybody and grabbing them. And I did not run. I stood there calmly with my hands at my sides. They ran up to me. They said, put your hands behind your back. I said, you got it. I'm a journalist, by the way. And they said, doesn't matter. I said, that's fine. They sit me down. I'm with a few other people. I think Cassandra might have been there. And uh, they put the handcuffs on really, really tight, like cutting off my circulation. And they, and they do this. And so uh, eventually when anything calms down, I say to an officer, I was like, uh, pardon me, officer, excuse me. And he ignores me. And then I'm like, excuse me, officer. And then a different officer looks over and goes, what, what do you need? And I was like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but these cuffs are really tight. They're cutting off my circulation. And then he's like, all right, all right. He stands me up, goes behind to my hands. Supervisor walks up and he's like, what's going on? And he's like, says his cuffs are tight. And I was like, I am a journalist. I appreciate this. And then the, the supervisor's like, you got, you got an ID on you? And I was like, yes, officer, I do. And he's like, where? I'm like, in my wallet. And he goes, I'm going to take your wallet out of your back pocket. And I was like, yes, sir. He does. He opens it up. He goes, take the cuffs off. Let, let's me go. That's been every experience I've had. I've, I've had been arrested, been told I've been arrested. How is it now? 
that this guy who's clearly a contributor to the blaze. He's on TV wearing a suit talking about news, who is a journalist who is recognized by other journalists as a journalist. How is it that he has been subpoenaed numerous times and is now being told he will be criminally charged? Because we are no longer in those days, my friends. We are in civil war territory. From the ground up, they have been locking up people who are clueless as to what was going on. And oh boy. And there are people who fled the country already. I'm not going to say their names. Some of them I don't, I, I, I don't really even know. Like, I, I, and I'll say this. I don't know anybody personally who's fled the country. I see people on Twitter where I'm like, really? This guy's where? I see these tweets coming out and I'm like, you're in, you're in Poland now? <laughs> Interesting. I know exactly why. Individuals who didn't do anything, who weren't involved in any rioting, but who were there, know. The feds are coming for everyone. When Enrique Tarrio was convicted, despite having not even been there, I think that should have been assigned to everybody. You know what's coming next. Some people have responded to Richie McGinnis, who was there. The New York Times called him a rioter. He was there shirtless. And there people said, I hope they don't go after you. Richie was a, 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 who was he, the head of video for the Daily Caller? Clearly a journalist. I don't know what's coming next, my friends, specifically. But I think we all get the general idea of where this will go. If they're going to arrest someone who wasn't even there and put him in prison for 20 years, and if they're going to start locking up people who are obviously journalists, it's game on. They're going to go after everybody. This is what I warned about. I said that there were people who were there, journalists, they'll be arrested. I said there were people who weren't there, but who went on social media platforms and encouraged things to happen. They've already argued that Enrique Tarrio saying don't leave despite not being there was orchestrating for this 20 years. What about those uh, people on YouTube and Rumble and Twitter and other platforms who were cheering it on? They weren't there, but they were cheering it on. They're going to say you were that was incitement and organizing an insurrection. That's what they're going to say. Man, this is wild. This is absolutely wild. They're coming for journalists. We know. And of course, it's only going to escalate. 2024 is set to be a particularly wild year. And that's an understatement. The rules don't matter. I have long said You know, when it comes to news stories, when it comes to math, when it comes to economics, when it comes to the likes of Bud Light, when it comes to any of these stories, I get a general idea of what might happen. And I'm not always correct, but sometimes I am. For instance, like I said, Media Matters claimed I had foreknowledge simply because I said, like, it was like in September of 2020, I'm like, these Oath Keepers, Three Percenters and Proud Boys, they're going to like storm the White House in November and like try and break the door down or something. Well, that's not what happened. Nobody stormed the White House in November. January 6th did happen. My point was nothing special. I was just reading the news. I was reading Twitter and I'm like, these people are just saying they're going to rush to DC. When I say these things, what happens? You know, sometimes I get it right. And the reason why I bring this up is as it pertains to Joe Biden, the Democratic nomination, I see nothing. I see absolutely nothing. I can conceptualize nothing. I can predict nothing. I have no idea. It's a weird feeling, I gotta be honest. I'm not saying I'm right all the time. I'm saying that 
I'll look at a news story and be like, wow, you know, look at th- this was a shout out to Dave Smith because he gave me credit for this. He said when he said the, the most important moment of the Twitter Jack Dorsey, uh, Joe Rogan episode that I was on was that at the end of the episode, I warned them if they keep doing this, they will create they will foment civil war. They are creating a division in this country and pushing people further and further apart. And he was like, that's crazy because that's years ago, you know, four or five years ago. And uh, it's going on five years now, isn't it? Was it 2019? And yeah, you know, I don't know. I just saw this happening. I'm like, every day people on Twitter are getting angrier because their voice is being silent despite breaking no rules. People are going to get fed up and they're going to snap. I looked at 2024 right now. In my mind, I can calculate nothing. Just chaos. Arrests, violence, I have no idea. How do they get rid of Joe Biden? He can't win. They can't let Trump win. Look what they're doing to these people. So Trump wins, then what? I have no idea. And that to me is very interesting. Because like I said, I get things wrong a lot. But it's like, you know, I'm going to say, if hey, some guy's holding a brick and he's looking at a Starbucks. I can say, I think that guy's going to throw that brick at the Starbucks window. And that window's going to shatter. He throws the rock, the rock bounces off, the window doesn't shatter. I go, oh, that's my point. The logic was there, but, you know, outcomes are different. We don't know for sure how it'll go down. We can say it looks like the guy's going to throw the rock. He's holding a rock and he's screaming at Starbucks and then he doesn't. It's like, okay, well, I think it was a fair prediction to make that an angry guy in front of a Starbucks holding a brick would throw it. And then he doesn't or he does and the window doesn't break. It's like, well, I didn't know the window was going to break. I didn't realize it was bulletproof. I don't know everything. I get things wrong. I don't even know what to say about next year. They're going to arrest more people. When? To what degree? How soon? I have no idea. Right now, it's just looking like the DOJ is going to crush mercilessly. They're going to beat. They're going to maim. They will physically attack anyone who opposes them. Like we're looking at full scale authoritarianism. Cops are going to show up. Feds are going to raid someone's house. They're going to arrest these people. Who knows who's next on the list? Like I said earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if they go after Alex Jones. Elon just brought him back onto the platform and his voice is growing louder every day. They can't have that. So what do they do? They're going to go after him in other ways. They're going to ramp things up. Seeing a journalist, man, seeing this guy get targeted, even Richie McGinnis did not believe it would happen. But here we are. There's no way they would do this. I keep saying it. I keep saying it. And I, I dare you, my friends, take the time travel test. Go back three years. Three years. You know, a few weeks away from when January 6th happened, three years ago. And say, in the next couple of weeks, Trump supporters are going to get into a fight and riot in front of the Capitol building. Police will eventually open the doors, waving people in on the other side of the building. They will call this the January 6th insurrection. The media will lie. They will claim police were killed. And then they'll start arresting people in nationwide raids. Then they're going to start targeting journalists. They'll arrest people, conservatives, who weren't even there and sentence them to 20 years in prison. Take the time travel test. What would anyone tell you? They'd say, get out of here, dude. No way. You know, I know. I say this a lot. Because I did this. Because I remember being in these like group chats 
where where I tell people like, dude, civil war is coming. Here's what I see. Here's why. And these conservatives are like, oh, shut up, dude. That'll never happen. The federal government's not going to start arresting random people. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they've already done it. That happened a long time ago. People are like, no one's going to shoot anybody. It's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Antifa's already killed several people in the past few years. Depending on how you view the riots, it could be in the dozens. Richie McGinnis, three months ago, I said there's no way the DOJ would be so partisan to target someone clearly acting in their role as a journalist. And here we are today. So I ask you this. What unthinkable thing will end up happening in the next three months, six months, nine months, 12 months? Right now, if I were to tell you that feds will raid uh, podcasters studios and arrest them and shut their shows down, you'd say, no way, that's not going to happen. Oh, get ready. Because it does keep happening rapidly. If I were to tell you, you know, a year ago, Enrique Tarrio is going to get sentenced to 20 years in prison over January 6th, you'd be like, what? He wasn't even there. That's stupid. Why would you even bother saying that? That would have been unthinkable. The dude who wasn't even there, how would he get 20 years? I mean, these people are getting months. And look where we are. So I hope you all are ready for 2024. It's going to be wild. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. My friends, we are declaring war on the music industry. And I'll tell you why. Because Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles were given the big FU, the Daily Wire, tried spending 100 times the market rate for the rights to play a single song, Happy Together. And they said no. Why? I don't know, but it's likely political. We published music and we were told to go F ourselves by more than one publication. And uh, I, I get how the game works. The story that I have for you is about a, a, an artist who goes by the name of, let me, let me, uh, here we go. Tennessee Jet. Tennessee Jet writes a song. Two plus two is not five. I believe is the name of the song, right? Uh, no, the new song is called Two Plus Two. He had his show canceled because his song was considered to be transphobic hate speech. That's right. How about that? Tennessee Jet, at Tennessee Jet on Twitter, on X, says, the venue knew about the song in September and new staff had issues. We reached out and they reconfirmed the show was on. The venue then released and sold tickets for two months, then canceled less than a month out. This is why we are declaring war on the music industry. Shout out to Tennessee Jet. Best of luck, sir, with your music. We have a song that we just dropped. Together again. Many of you maybe have seen it. If you haven't, head over to thebestsongever.com. Link in the description below. I am pre-recording this video, but you can buy the song now. And let me give you the backstory as we talk about our war on the music industry. And this is just stage one. First, let me say, when you buy the song, we're hooking you up. If you purchase together again, not only will you be assisting Tim Cast and Smokey Mike and the God King, Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles, you'll be assisting us in giving that middle finger to the music industry. Because when you buy a song, that's the equivalent of 150 plays Buy the song. Then when the song charts, if we chart high enough, they'll have no choice but to write about it. 
this is this. Is, it really comes down to this. Do we have the ability to drive market power towards our musical creations, our movies, etc.? That's the question. The, the woke media industry does not want you to be able to get outside music. That's why they cancel Tennessee Jet. They could not deny rich men north of Richmond. They couldn't do anything about that. That was too popular. Tennessee Jet writes a song calling out the narrative. They shut him down. The way it works in the music industry, it's a dirty game. It's a dirty, dirty game. So let me first say this. Buy the song at thebestsongever.com. And you will get a a unique code for 35% off your coffee purchases at castbrew.com. So maybe, let me say this, the last time we put out a song, not the last one, the one before that, I think we sold something like 16, 17,000. We end up charting on Billboard. A lot of you, of the millions who subscribe, didn't want to buy the song. And that's fine. You don't have to. What we're trying to do is show that we can drive we, we can sell. We don't want to rely on the music industry because they won't give us space. It's a rigged game. So we'll sell directly to you. If you like coffee and you don't want to buy the music, well, I got I got special offer for you. You buy the song, you go to castbrew.com and you will get everything 35% off with the code you receive after you buy together again. And here's the best part. If you subscribe you will get 35% off indefinitely. Let me explain. This code will be good for two weeks, starting today. Use the code on any purchase, 35% off. Use it again, 35% off. But but the code stops working in two weeks. Now, use the code to subscribe to a once a month, twice a month, or even the coffee club, and you will retain that 35% off forever. Until you cancel. So go to thebestsongever.com and help us out. This is the point. Let me tell you all about where we are currently at. Do I think I, I have this? Uh, here we go. From Whiskey Riff, Tennessee Jet calls out Oklahoma Venue for canceling show over a song 2 plus 2. The venue called it trans, anti-trans rhetoric. Amazing. <laughs> it's just so, and he's not backing down. Good, good for him. Good for him. I want to give a shout out to him because it's not just about me. It's not just about Jeremy Boring. It's not just about what we're doing. It's about, let me tell you a story. We put out a song. It was not political. It was called Only Ever Wanted. Did really well. It's got like 2 million hits. Charted on Billboard. Reached number one on iTunes briefly. Number two in digital sales for Billboard. Charting with your first official release. Now, the first song we put out was called Will of the People. And we did not do that properly at all. But it's got millions of hits as well. And like a million on Spotify. And uh, we didn't track that one properly, so I don't even know where. But it did end up. Uh, it did end up charting on Billboard. Here's the most amazing thing: some of my favorite bands are decently large, and they've only ever charted a few times. It's crazy. Like there's some 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 bands that I follow, and it's like, wow, they only charted three times. All these songs are so good, and you probably know a lot of bands like that. Well, we put out a song, our first song, official charts, breaks records, hits number one. And what happens? We get told to go F ourselves. We saw it coming. But the fact is, the music industry is controlled by woke individuals. The Daily Wire wanted to perform. Michael Knowles and Jeremy Boring were going to perform Happy Together as a, as a gag. They offered the standard rate and were told no. So Jeremy Boring says, offer him 10 times the standard rate. Offer him $15,000. I want to know. 
They said no. So Jeremy says, offer them $150,000 to play the song one time. And everyone said, are you nuts? He said, do it. They told him no. He was shocked. I can only assume personally it was because of political reasons. 150 grand just to play the song once. And they said no. Incredible. That's how much they hate us. They hate you. They hate Jeremy. When we got told to go F ourselves, we said, okay, I'm not surprised. They did not properly track the song when we released it. We were told it would be tracked. It wasn't. So even though our first song did chart very well, I think it probably should have been a Hot 100 song. But uh, whoopsie, there was a mistake and we didn't track the couple millions of hits you got. How about that? Maybe it was all a big misunderstanding. Fine, fine. So be it. So we came up with this joke because we were looking at the songs they were writing about in the entertainment press. And I'm like, look at the look at the songs that they celebrate and they cheer for. And I'm like, is this what you want? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to write a song called Is This What You Want? And it's going to be like a synth pop. Is this what you want, girl? Something super generic and poppy and meaningless. And the joke will actually be, is this what you want as a question for you, the industry and, and the listeners? And uh, we, we were half jokingly going to do it. But then I saw Smokey Mike and the God King perform together again at the Ryman Auditorium. And I said, we should do a modern version of their song, team up with the Daily Wire to expand our collective FU, it, to make it not just a single FU plus another single FU, but combined it could be a big, massive go F yourself. The song is synth pop in the style of the weekend. You maybe have heard it. But this is the point. It's not just about us. I saw this story about Tennessee Jet and I was like, dude, this is the game they play. Gatekeeping because we don't follow their political line. They boot him off a show. So, so you know, shout out again to Tennessee Jet. I'll tell you why. We were doing a speaking event. They did the same thing to us. We told the venue, hey, there'll be protesters. Don't worry about it. We've had bigger protests than this. It's excellent. Ten months goes by. Two weeks before the event, they say you're canceled. Pulling the rug out from under us, screwing us over, and giving us no ability to recover. We we ended up at the last minute switching to the casino nearby in Philly, and it cut our capacity in half, and we ended up having to turn people away. That pissed me off. It's a dirty game they play. And that's what they did to Tennessee Jet. At the same time, this story is coming out. We're putting out our song as an F you to the industry. And I'm like, this is what we are all facing. And I know many of you playing music are probably facing something similar. Many of you who are actors, who are writers. This is why Eric July succeeded so tremendously with Ripperverse, because the industry is controlled by those who want us to fall in line to their politics. Now, this song that we put out, produced by Carter Banks, the guy on the left, uh, performed by me and Carter Banks, dual vocals. Written by by Smokey Mike and the God King, Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles. It may just be Jeremy Boring. I don't want to take credit away from Michael Knowles. I don't know who gets the writing credit. I should just ask him finally. That's why I say it's the best song ever. I didn't write it. I'm just giving compliments to Jeremy Boring of the Daily Wire. The song is not political. The song does not make overt political statements. The song does not say FU music industry itself. It is a product we have made in a modern pop style of a Daily Wire song. And we are hoping that you buy it because when that song cracks the Billboard Hot 100, they will have to write the Daily Wire and Timcast are in 
the top 100 songs in the country. It's a tall ask. It is. I'm not asking for a gold record. And I don't know what happens. Maybe people actually like the song so much that uh, we just we nail it. It is what it is. But I'll tell you what matters. When we put out our first song, the official song, uh, Only Ever Wanted, they said, so what? You told your fans to buy your song and they bought it. Big deal. And I'm like, well, that's literally the point of all music everywhere. Taylor Swift puts out music hoping that her fans will listen to it. We put out music hoping our fans will listen to it. There you go. (laughs) The question is, in an era where these streaming platforms are siloing themselves and cutting out anyone who opposes the machine, can we command purchasing power? Hmm. Welcome to the culture war, my friends. Lady Ballers came out recently. It's a comedy by The Daily Wire. Jeremy Boring said that he heard on Joe Rogan's podcast, Joe Rogan said, if you want to do a real comedy, it's going to have to be from one of these right wing streaming services, conservatives, because they're the only ones who can do it these days. Jeremy said, not only, he said, if, if, if it is true that Daily Wire can do it, then it follows that they must do it. And that's why they decided to make Lady Ballers. This is the point. We're going to build our own versions, our own industries, and we're going to shatter the veil. Now, in the end, it's business. Let's talk about the promo code we're doing with Cast Brew Coffee. Will this drive more sales of our song? You betcha. But you know what it does for us? Uh, it gets people to subscribe to our coffee business. It makes us money across the board. So that's it. If you buy the song, it's 69 cents. You can pay whatever you want. You can pay more. And we use that money to make more music. The music production costs us more than we make off of it. The coffee business is widely, wildly successful. Casper Coffee is going to crack $1 million in its first year of business. It's its own company. We launched our own company because it's, it's more valuable to us to sponsor ourselves. And we want to create physical locations with music and comedy and TVs playing shows. And that's what the Cast Brew Coffee Shop is going to be. That's it. The haters can hate all they want. They can call us grifters, liars, cheaters. They can say whatever they want. Doesn't matter. If you think we should have our own spaces and we should flick off the industry and the machines and build what we're building, support our work. I hope the Cast Brew Coffee promo results in 100,000 sales. In fact, if we sold 500,000, Imagine Smokey Mike and the God King, Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles, smoking one of his cigars while holding a gold record. Yeah, yeah, pipe dream, pipe dream. No, uh, with Only Ever Wanted, we charted and we sold around 13,000. With Genocide, the second song, official song we charted, we sold a comparable slightly more. With Bright Eyes, the last song we put out, I actually did almost no promotion. Basically none. The reason for that is not every single song we do will always get the full red carpet treatment and massive promotion. And I wanted to actually see what, what the baseline was. And by promotion, I mean this. With Only Ever Wanted in Genocide, I made videos where I'm like, hey, buy the song. And here's why. We did promos in front of every video saying the new song is available now. Go buy it. Standard ad plays on our own platform. With Bright Eyes, we did it a couple times, but not really. Because I wanted to see if we put out a song and we don't really say much about it, what will we get? And we got about 10% of the natural push. 200, well, a little bit more than that, maybe 15. And uh, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. The song's got, I think, like 300 to some odd thousand uh, listens, plays so far. And that's like, that's better than a lot of bands that I like. It is what it is. I don't expect to be Taylor Swift or anything like that. We're just making music. And in the end, we're having fun doing it. 
But here's the best part. Some people might never buy our coffee. They would buy the song. Well, now we've given them a huge incentive to buy the coffee. Because I'm pretty sure at 35% off, if you join the Casper Coffee Club, you're getting a free, a free bag. It's like a buy two, get one free, basically. And you'll have it forever. But like, I got to be honest, if you subscribe to the Casper Coffee Club and remained a member for 10 years, I'd be very, very happy. So by all means, keep your 35% discount. And if this means you are buying our song and helping our music business succeed, this is just business. That's what it is. Let me say this. I wish we put out a song. It did well. The press wrote about it. And that was, and that was it. That's it. We don't got to be billboard charting. We don't got to be Taylor Swift. We made a song we liked. We had fun doing it. And we laughed. I wish that's what it could be. But they won't let it. And so they say Tim Pool's grifting by asking you to buy his song. Well, y'all won't even tell anyone the song exists when we team up with the Daily Wire, who's massively successful, when we team up with Pete Parada, instead of writing a blurb like new song drops, get sales, they tell us to go F ourselves. So tell me, explain to me what's the difference. For political reasons, you refuse to acknowledge the work we're doing. And so if it is for political reasons that I ask people to buy the song, what's the difference? You made this political. Only ever wanted is a, re- a song about regret and lost love. That's it. And we said nothing political. We said we made a song. And then these commentators, they insult us, they mock us, they turn it political. And then when I say buy the song to tell them to go after themselves, they say, ha he's grifting now. Oh, you know what, dude? Let's play, baby. Let's play the fundraising game, because this is what I did for a living. I would walk up to someone and say, here's the mission. Here's the message. Here's what we need from you. If that's the game you want to play, when we simply try to just make music and have fun, fine. When the Daily Wire put out a movie that was apolitical, what happens? They insult them and say it's a trash movie. Don't watch it. The Daily Wire puts out a movie that is political. They say it's the worst thing we've ever seen. And this is the corporate entertainment press. So F them. Screw them. We are going to play the game back. And I'll say this. They're not going to let us in. They're gatekeepers. But there's nothing they can do about us selling 500,000 songs. Phil Labonte just got his seventh gold record. And they call and, and Hassan calls him a failed musician. They can't stop him. But Phil's been a rock star for a very, very long time. I mean, he's like 20 years now. He just filled in for, was it Five Finger Death Punch? He opens for Metallica. Nothing they can do about that. I applaud Phil with all of the success he has in music a platinum record, seven gold records, that he speaks his mind and challenges the machine and says, I don't care. For us, we want to play music too. And I don't expect to open for Metallica, but boy, when they spit on me, I'm going to spit back. There's, some, there's something they can't control. They can't control this. They want to refuse to acknowledge the work we do. They want to refuse to acknowledge Daily Wire. They want to refuse to acknowledge us. That's why we teamed up. Because if we sell enough of these things, And we hit billboard. Yeah. Now, the ideal world, which I don't think would ever happen, is obviously like a song goes platinum and then they're like, oh, no, we can't do anything about it. They've taken over the culture. And I don't expect I don't expect that. I don't know that this song is good enough or something like that. It's a fun synth pop song. It's kind of like The Weeknd or something. But let's say we get like number 99 in the Hot 100. Yeah, well, we're coming for you. Tom McDonald had the same problem. Shout out to Tom McDonald. He puts out music all the time. His songs get millions of hits. They're masterfully done, excellent music videos, masterful production. 
and he breaks records. And guess what? They tell him, we're not going to put you on the charts. We're not going to show you as charting on the Hot 100, even though you're one of the top musicians in the world. Because it is a dirty game. If you don't conform to their world, they will lock you out. So first, phase one, we're going to make songs that are basically uh, I dare you to the machine. Let's see if a song written by Jeremy Boring can make it to the Hot 100 or wherever, performed by us. <laughs> it's silly, and we it had a lot of fun doing it. The next phase is expanding our label, signing more bands. And, the, and, and after that, yeah, we're going to do awards and prizes. Because let me tell you something else. Skateboarding is getting woke. Very woke. It's unfortunate. I'm not happy about it. But you know what we're going to do with the boonies? Follow at Boonies HQ on Instagram. I think it's Boonies HQ. And YouTube. If you like skateboarding and action sports. We're only just getting started. We're building a $2 million private skate facility. Only the coolest of homies will be invited. All the haters can go cry somewhere else. But I'll tell you what else we're going to do. The boonies is going to be launching a prize for skateboarding. That's right. We are going to start with our best skateboarder of the year or top skateboarder, or whatever. And along with that prize is going to be $10,000. Right now, they do this thing every year called skater of the year. Thrasher does it where they say this guy was with the skater of the year. Look at how good he was. I look at this kind of like the Pulitzer prizes or something. You find someone who did something amazing in skateboarding that generated massive attention and really changed the game. And then you give them their prize. So where I want to go with it is the best trick, the best gap, the best handrail, the best vert trick, basically a series of top in these categories. And we will give out a collective $100,000 every year to a skateboarder. And the best part is you could be some random skater and you do I know, just just bear with me for those that don't know skateboarding jargon. You do a very difficult trick to your 3,000 followers on Instagram. You do a switch 360 flip, blunt 360 flip out. Well, I guess it would be switch 360 flip to nose blunt 360 flip out on a decently sized rail at your hometown park. Nobody really knows about you. It's, it's a great trick. It's a, it's a crazy trick. And let's say our judging team, which will be comprised likely of many of our members in the Discord giving their thoughts and opinions, but then ultimately, you know, we here at the Boonies. And one day you get a message and say, not only are we going to feature your trick, we want you to come out and skate the park and film. We're going to also write you a check for 10 grand for winning the best trick prize. You don't even have to do anything to enter. That's the plan. And the reason for it is the industry is getting woke. And I'm going to push that out. And we're not going to do anything political. It's really simple. You want to get woke, go broke, fine, go, go ahead. We're just going to skate. And all these people that are smack talking us and have been for so long, we're going to stick it to them. And there's going to be some pro skater who is like, I don't want to get political, man. I'll say, well, we got to check for 10 grand if your name, with your name on it, but you got to come skate. And the question then becomes, if these woke activists try to cancel you and take away your sponsors and all that, but we got to check for 10 grand right here with your name on it. Well, the choice is yours. Everything we're doing, we are going to utilize the efforts and the power that you grant us as fans 
as purchasers of our song, and we are going to weaponize that energy in winning the culture war. Thank you all so much. We'll see you all tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast IRL. And uh, well, we'll see you then. So the White House published their, I guess, annual Christmas video, and uh, nobody's having it. I see some liberals and they're like, why are you mocking Christmas? So Jill Biden puts out this bizarre avant-garde tap dance Christmas celebration, and I don't rightly care all that much, to be completely honest. However, it turns out that the group behind the performance is a racist hate group. Wow. Yeah, seriously. And so here you have, once again, the hypocrisy of the woke left. I suppose in this instance, it's Jill Biden hiring a, a racist hate like a group that quite literally has as their foundation hating people based on race are coming in and doing a performance. Now, let's start here. Jill Biden's bizarre Hunger Games aesthetic White House Christmas video roasted by critics. So uh, I don't know how much of the video they actually play, but it's a tap dance which is, for the most part, like, yeah, I don't care. I'm not the biggest fan of tap dance as it is, but it's just like old-timey music and tap dancing. I don't know. Do they have sound on this one? Yeah, so there, there you go. You can hear it. <clears throat> Old avant-garde, weird tap dancing. Yeah, okay. Anyway, you get the point. I don't really much care to play just the... I guess I should play the music better, but, you know, I was trying to play the video. There you go. I don't like tap dancing it as it is. I'm just going to say it like that. I, 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 don't, I don't like tap dancing. But uh, I really don't care if they're doing a Christmas celebration or how they do it. Everybody's got different tastes. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean nobody else is allowed to have it. That's fine. And then it turns out they're a bunch of racists, and now I'm like, ah. Well, there you go. And uh, OK, well, I think racism is bad. So let's 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 talk about it. The White House's annual Christmas video featuring an avant garde tap dance performance of a timeless ballet has been panned by social media critics for its Hunger Games aesthetic, as well as called tacky and tasteless. First Lady Jill Biden on Wednesday posted a two and a half minute clip of New York City tap company Dorrance Dance's take on Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn's interpretation of Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker Suite. You see, like that, I just don't care about. I'm like, oh, they're doing tap dance for Christmas. Have a nice day. All right. The video features colorfully adorned sequined dancers wearing elaborate headdresses while they tap their way through a White House hallway festooned with candy cane columns to the blue room, which is decked out with Christmas trees in both white colored lights alongside nutcracker inspired decor. The wild artistic statement, which the first lady said contained magic, wonder and joy, left many commenters heads spinning with several pining for the easier to digest patriotic themed Christmas videos posted by Melania Trump. You know, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I don't care. Do your little dance. Some people like dancing. Some people don't like dancing. You know, like it's Christmas. You know what I mean? How utterly tacky, tasteless and anti-Christmas. Melania's was tasteful, seasonal, appealed to everyone and was absolutely breathtaking and gorgeous, said one commenter. Several users compared the Technicolor visuals something out of a dystopian film. Disney presents Clockwork Orange. Okay, I'll be fair in this regard. The people who are critical, Melania is like, she makes a video where it's just Christmas trees and it's very, you know, I don't know, generic. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just saying it's like very neutral is a better way to put it. 
This one is, I got to admit, I don't like it. And if they went with, uh, you know, a holy night and just showed Christmas trees, I'd probably be like, oh, okay, Christmas. This, I I didn't even want to watch. I I find it to be off-putting. And fair point, fair point. If you don't like it, you don't like it. You're not not allowed not to like it. And you can argue something could have been better. But I will also stress, I don't really care all that much. And I'm not going to rag on people doing tap dance in fancy colors because some people like it and some people don't. If you want to make the argument, Melania's was more neutral and for everybody, fine. I probably would have liked that better. But I'm not here to take away someone's tap dancing or dresses or happiness over Christmas. I just I just, I just move on from it, right? This has been my point when it comes to like wokeness in movies and video games the whole time. I'm like, dude, if you make a movie where it's like, we decided to make the Incredible Hulk, but this time it's a black woman, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. You know, do your thing. I'm not going to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to give you any money. Or whatever. I suppose in this instance, it's a public event. And thus people expected something a bit more. And I mean this respectfully, lower, lowest common denominator, meaning something that unites everybody and is more basic. What's with the Hunger Gates aesthetic? Molly Hemingway uh, uh, asked another while Molly Hemingway panned the Hunger Games Capital District Christmas approach. Others wondered if the mind altering, if mind altering substances were involved in the production, such as bags of cocaine. You see, I, I just think that's stupid. I think it's fair to say I don't like this. It's kind of weird, but hey, man, more power to you, right? You don't, you don't like. You don't have to like something, but this idea that everyone's just like, "Ha ha, it's so gross, it's so stupid." I'm like, eh, a little heavy-handed. Don't like it. That's fine. But then we get this tweet from my meme. Therefore, I am. It's not a coincidence that Jill Biden uh, brought bit of magic to the White House by Dorrance Dance, the dance group that actively wants to abolish police, promotes BLM pushes for trans and inmates rights and educates on white privilege, systemic racism and white fragility and anti-racism globally. Well, I just want to make sure it's clear to everybody. I identify as Japanese. I'm only 5% Japanese, but I have the DNA, so I get to do it. Or I'll just say this. From now on, I only identify as Korean. Everybody else can get mad about it. Go cry. The Onion has that really, fam- really famous bit where they're like, how much Asian allows you to claim to be Asian? And then they had the full Asian, the half Asian, and the quarter Asian. And then they're judging people. It's funny. And then in the end, some guys like, my great grandma was black. And they're like, you're black. Whereas Asians are like, well. My point is simply this. As someone who comes from a diverse background of civil rights advocates who fought in the civil rights era for the right to, for people to love each other. And that's a fact. My grandfather marrying a Korean woman back when miscegenation was illegal. Get out of here, you racist leftists. This is what they do. Educate yourself. It is our job to tell the history of tap dance as a celebration of black culture and also the never ending struggle against systemic racism and white supremacy in this country. OK, well, if I was going to take it, oh, anti-racism, if I was going to take them seriously and seriously believe they were fighting white supremacy, I'd say sure, but they're not. Educate yourself. Questions about white privilege, systemic racism, white fragility and anti-racism. All right. And now you get my point. Why they are a racist hate group. What is white privilege? White privilege is a lie, a lie pushed by leftists to try and justify their political attempts at stealing power. Next question. They argue that white privilege is like, and I've argued a lot to people, um, I, I, I believe there's no such thing as white privilege. And all you need to do is, I don't know, like go to China and assert your white privilege, go to Japan assert your white privilege. And they'll go, oh, but I'm talking about America. Oh, 
In that case, you're talking about cultural wealth and majority privilege. Because if you're a white person and you go to a deeply black neighborhood, you're not going to experience white privilege. If you go to an Asian neighborhood, no white privilege. If you go to a Latino neighborhood, hmm, once again, no white privilege. You know, I know this because I am from Chicago. In my area, which was fairly mixed, and you had people who were white, they got beat by the cops all the same as everybody else. Right. If you are of the majority demographic in an area controlled by that demographic, then you will have majority privilege, meaning people will assume you are like them. And that's been true for all about all of human history, which does mean there are there is racism that exists and it's a bad thing. White fragility. And what does that mean? That is where they basically just attack you for being white. That's it. They argue that as a white person, when they're racist towards you, belittle you, demean you for the color of your skin. If you get upset, you're fragile. I suppose by that same context, you could argue that they're they have black fragility and black fragility is is white is very pronounced among the left that these people would get offended over a kid wearing a chief's outfit at a baseball. At, at, or, I'm sorry, at a football. It was a football game, right? Was it football? Yeah, it was football. And he's got black on one side and red on the other. The fact that this dude lost his mind over it shows the fragility of his blackness. Now, I don't really think that's the case. I think this guy is lying to try and get political power from mostly white people who are scared of being called racists. So ultimately, are we mad about tap dancing? No, I'm not. I mean, you might be, but I don't really care about that. I, I, I don't like tap dancing. I don't get it. Not a big fan. But I do take issue with the White House bringing in racist hate groups to spit in people's faces and give them taxpayer dollars. That I'm not a fan of. My family fought too long and too hard for these awful, awful racists to be given prominence in this country. They're entitled to their opinion. I don't think they should be fired for their bad opinions, but I will criticize them. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.